Hi everybody and welcome to episode two of AV World UK. Uh, thank you so much for your support from episode one. This week we are joined by the wonderful, amazing Hayley Middlehurst uh, and as usual uh, by uh, Andrew Sharp and Mark Sumner. So uh, this week we're going to be talking about absolutely everything demonstration and uh, our experiences with demos uh, in the AV world it is a fundamental thing for a lot of us. Um, so I'm going to dive straight in here. Hayley, I'm sure uh, being in the industry for as long as you have, you've been to many, many demonstrations. Uh, more than I care to admit, and some I wish I had never attended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all relate. I think we can absolutely all relate for, to that one. Uh, Andy, I'm sure you have as well, my friend. Yeah, well, I'll try not to go on too much about mine. But obviously, I worked in lighting for ages, so I've got loads of lighting demos to talk about, which is... Uh fascinating i'm sure lighting up people's lives for oh, many many years right. that's the first lighting pun of many <laughs> i'm absolutely certain of that what about yourself mark you've been to a few yeah i've been to a few attended a few i think it's uh it's all changed in the last few years of a demo so not to steal anything away from Haley. let's see how uh how she comes out with this uh, uh, <laughs> bodes well but there is absolutely tons to talk about how we used to do demonstrations versus how we've do, been doing demonstrations for the last couple of years it's I mean absolutely poles apart with us being kept away from each other I mean going into that old school uh, setup environment where we would have to drag and lug kit throw it in the back of our cars drive it around the length and breadth of the country or fly it all over the world. Um, that's been completely flipped on its head for the last couple of years, and we've had to find an, a new way of working. Um, so we now have managed to adapt. I think we've managed to find a sort of different model uh, and a different way, but I'm sure that we've got some fantastic stories of demonstrations that have gone amazingly well, and then others that have gone drastically bad. So I know that we can get into that. Um, Hayley, I mean, Obviously, working for a manufacturer, um, you must have had to lug some kit about and throw it in the back of your car and drive it at length and breadth for the country before. Yeah, I mean, I've only ever worked at a manufacturer, so I'm quite lucky in that respect. I've always been able to do demos of my own kit, and hopefully that should mean I know more about it than uh, than most. I know that's not necessarily true. There are proper techno technophiles out there or technophobes, and you know, I yeah. know more or know less. Um, but yeah, it's like, Keen memories of lugging around kit on an Argos trolley that I bought that morning to get it in and around the car park. Yeah, there's uh, some fun memories. Yeah. And a lot of stairs. Oh, the stairs are awful, always. I mean, you're cur currently working for a large screen manufacturer. So stairs yeah. and large screens, they're not best friends. We know that. No. Uh, and to be honest, I think... If anyone knows me, they know I'm a bit of a feminist and, you know, I'm all about women in AV and I, and I love that, that women are getting involved in tech. What I also like is that a lot of people, when they see a, a small five foot three woman carrying a 55 inch TV, they normally want to help and carry it for you. Now, the feminist in me would say, I'm OK, I can carry it myself. But the, uh, <laughs> the laziness in me was like, yeah, this is so heavy. Yeah, <laughs> There's absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Yeah, nothing at the, all. Uh, the boys get the uh, the benefit of that, really. So that's a, a a benefit of taking a girl on a demo. Get her yeah. to carry the heavy stuff, and someone else will do it for them. 
<laughs> it was a very, very different thing when in the, in the boys' world in the sense that but we do try and avoid any sort of work if we can get away with it. So it will be, <laughs> we're, we're doing a demo, we're carrying some screens. Oh, but I left my phone in my car. Sorry, guys, I'll meet you up there, not a problem. <laughs> I, I was was always, uh, with some of the displays were on those big trolleys and trying to get them around corners, manoeuvring around. It was like... Um, I, know, I think most people have seen that Friends episode where you've got people pivot, pivot, trying to get a 65-inch screen on a around the corner in a uh, in a junior school. Yeah. Um, so difficult, absolutely impossible. Uh, and then the, the, uh, you, you arrive on site, you've got it off the back of the van and uh, you've got it into the building. They're like, oh, it's just upstairs. Uh, yeah. I, I know. Yeah, try and put this 75-inch in a lift sideways <laughs> <laughs> explaining to people that's not what they're designed to do this is really difficult uh, ab absolutely awful um, and and turning up to uh universities where um you weren't informed that it was a shootout event on pro for projection has already been advised and they've already done all of their you know their changes and you want to get there and do it bespoke to them and everyone else is like, here's one I prepared earlier. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know that the other manufacturers, like they say they don't, they've got to be set to factory default. I mean, we all know that there's a factory default and then there's a, a factory default when it comes to these things. <laughs> so when you've arrived and you plugged it in and yours is looking considerably different to everyone else's there, like, I'll just have a little play with the remote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the batteries don't work in that remote, which is just infuriating oh. you know like uh, we rely on our demo teams to help us and um you know behind every good organization there's multiple departments and that demo team yeah. is valuable and the logistics team for getting it to site when you can't drive it in the back of your ford fiesta or your bmw <laughs> one series with the seats that don't fold down you know it's valuable that they're there but sometimes we're all humans we make mistakes and there's no remote in the box oh it's, it's I, it, you you feel your heart drop when you know that you're there and 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 there's a group of people a group of people looking at you and they and their ex expectations of what you're going to deliver is there and you realize there's something wrong that there's not i don't think there's a worse feeling and that scramble to try to make it work and you know full well that there's buttons on the side of whatever you're trying to demonstrate that can make it work, but that's not how you've been shown to do it. So you've got to try and decipher the menu. Yeah, and there's only so much flagging that anyone can do. Like, oh, do you mind if I use the ladies or can I go grab a cup of coffee quickly? And then you're frantically calling the pre-sale support team. You're like, is there a way? And you know you're not the most technically abled sometimes for that product and you just wish that someone else had done the demo. But there you are <laughs> and you're in panic and crisis mode and you've just got to make it work. Yeah. You have to make it work. Yeah. I, I think, you know, the, the difference, I guess, from what we've done previously and, and I guess what we're going to do more of in the future, I really hope so, that we can get out and show people the kit. I think in last week's episode, we talked about um audio visual being an experience and something that enhances the world around you and being able to see it and feel it and touch it yourself and that's why um the trade shows were were so important but i think as a smaller part of that demonstrations i really hope that we can get out to do that more and that we can bring that back into a, a part of the uh, the process for 
discussing technologies with our, our um, partners or, or customers. Um, because I don't know about anybody here, but I've done some demos over the last two years and video demonstrations are not quite the same. They really are not. It does give you the ultimate excuse that the bandwidth is bad. <laughs> and you can stand frozen in front of the screen. But that's the thing, actually. Demos are quite different now. So you set a screen and everyone goes, oh, well, I know what a screen is, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't need to see it anymore. But all of the demos that we tend to do are sort of like huddle spaces or... Um, something you're trying to do remotely so Mark will talk about collaboration all of that sort of stuff is getting demoed in a time when maybe no one used to care so it's it's kind of interesting the last two years hasn't got rid of demos but it's made them be different and we talk about different products with the demos now it's all very sort of future focused and new technology and stuff which is kind of cool to be honest we kind of like that we get to talk about something new it's not just the same old you know XGA projector ends in primary school but also I guess look into the future we're going to find the balance between the two things right because there's still a space for cheap um projectors that's not the word i should use uh, e- economical projectors um, <laughs> cost effective, effective. Exactly, yeah. I, I mean i'd be really interested mark obviously your your key focus area is in unified communications and collaboration uh, and all of those sorts of things so clearly you're practicing what you preach i guess with those and some of the demonstrations has it been a benefit to you by doing it via video and showcasing the utilization, or do you think it were, it would be better with the person in the room showing them another endpoint? There is still no takeaway from a physical demo. A physical demo is so much better, even in my area, video, audio conferencing, you see people see, uh, you know, I have a demo setup of everything here, but actually people still go, but how does it look? Well, I can't show you how it looks because I'm showcasing how it works. And that is the difference from a physical demo now going, this is how it works. This is how it looks. This is how aesthetically it will be with your room and building that rapport with the people that you see as well. Because I think a physical demo, you get asked more, you get seen more, they play with it more. A virtual one, you get, okay, that looks really good. That looks like it fits. And then they'll go and read some spec and go, oh, it doesn't fit and maybe not look at it. Whereas when you're physically there playing with it, having them go, you've got an hour with it. You can have a week with it if you want. Have a really good go with it. It's completely different. You know, Mm. it has helped my side, you know, the UC video side, boom, for the last two years. But it's actually shown what cost-effective products can do. (laughs) Got it right there, Andy. Uh, Good word, Mark. Good word. What extra, what paying that little bit extra will get you, you know, what you can have, what features you can have, how feature-rich this product set can be. But I think... Even now, like we said in the last week, trade shows, the experience, physically seeing everything is a reason that demos will always be better on site physically with people because of the nature of the human race. We do want that interaction. We thrive on it. Well, I do. Maybe Andy doesn't. Um, (laughs) Do you uh, find that um, when you're doing a demonstration online that you're finding people are more distracted I mean, I'm guilty yep. of it. You're doing, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You're listening in on a meeting, and you're you're seventy percent focused, and you know you're doing your emails in the background, or you're you know anything really. You're just distracted. You're not fully engaged in the conversation. And I feel that in in live face to face demos, people couldn't just be blatantly rude enough to just pick up a phone. <laughs> well, you don't know. <laughs> you haven't done the same demos. <laughs> you really yeah. I thought you were being really nice <laughs> when you said 70%. I thought you were being really nice. Mine's about 30, you know? <laughs> and, you know. But you're absolutely right. You know, the problem is a unified collaborative world, which is what we're all going to. 
you can do more things with a single device than you've ever been able to do before, which means you have the ability to just do something while you're doing something else. Oh, while I'm listening to this, I'll just look at this. I'll turn my camera off and they will yeah. never know. Well, actually, that's where the demo really needs to be face-to-face because yeah. everyone's right. You would never turn away. I mean, maybe some people would. Maybe some oh, no, people I've would. Been yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> <Let me get laughs> out. Like, Hayley, honestly, like the the the... Somebody would turn around and just start looking at their phone when you're in the mid demonstration. I, that was that's so tough. Or when you're clearly losing the room, I, I, it, it's a tough situation to be in. And I would hope that when we go back into the the, the real world and we start to, people wouldn't be as just sitting there doing their email while you're trying to talk through what you're trying to showcase. Oh, no, it's, it's it's awful. I mean, talking about like people just being distracted when you're in the room, it's yeah. like they're distracted before you even get there sometimes. And uh, you, you get there and you think, okay, here I am. I've turned up with my wares. I'm here. Mm. You're engaged. It's me and you, one-on-one. And then they think you've, you're from a different brand. Like, oh. That, you know, that... and then you know, oh, well, they've got me at 11, someone else at 12, but they've tried yeah. to make sure it's not a show, you know, like a shootout. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're the distracted person because then you're trying to recall all this information of why you're better than the competitor. And I find... I don't want to know. Like, I don't know. I mean, if you know what you're up against a little bit, like they are, oh, you're 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 from that. Are you from that manufacturer? Oh no, but I do know how to talk about my product versus that product. So it might be to your benefit, but I can. But you can definitely see that. I mean, I had a very similar experience. I turned up um, to do a demonstration at a university and um, I'd been told by the person that I was just going to be there as a one-to-one and I was almost expecting to meet in sort of a a small teaching space. So when I arrived and uh, the gates opened and I was ushered into my own parking space, which uh, the numbered parking space, and then guided from there by a specific person to the seminar room I started panicking a little bit because I hadn't been out for too too many of these so I started to think this isn't like a normal demonstration where I would turn up and and showcase something and then I arrived and they had every single stakeholder from the entire university campus stood sat in a meeting room around the boardroom table expecting this presentation from me you have to take a minute. You really sort of compose yourself and think, right, I'm here. I can't run away. <laughs> that sounds like it's straight out of a sitcom. It is yeah. honestly, you can't, if you're like, I can't run away. I'm here now. Right, let's do it. And, and let's try. Real sort of, it's that fight or flight mentality. And, and I mean, fortunately for me, that was real positive uh, meeting. And I was able to, you know, I felt like, uh, ninja sort of batting back questions i knew all the answers to it was it was fantastic so you know that one read really well but i think in another day that one could have been an absolute uh, absolute shocking like that that could have been terrible yeah. uh, it, really really bad it's when they start asking questions and you shock yourself with your own knowledge of your own product. they ask a question and you know like i used to work with Eamon and uh we used to always joke that we could barely spell HDMI, let alone know how to plug one in properly under pressure. Like it was the worst. <laughs> like you're going to send Haley or Eamon to do a demo, and you're like, yeah, yeah. And then you get there, and you you wow them with your knowledge, and you wow them with your product. And it, it does help when your product is good. Yes. I can't, working with a product that's bad and having to explain, you know, when people can tell it's not working how it should be, and having to then explain it. Um, 
yeah, yeah. I'm very fortunate with the brands I've worked with that it's not always been that difficult to sell it yeah. when you've had that uh like you said that experience of yeah I've got all this knowledge great and then you go but let me just check that to make sure because you doubt yourself <laughs> and you go oh yeah I am awesome at this <laughs> oh, this is brilliant but you could have done it a hundred times you could have done a hundred demos but the hundred and first you'll still think does it work have I been lying to myself for all these years do I even exist you know I mean you start having a crisis because you can't um, no. I mean, it's it's a phrase that's used like lots and lots of times. Uh, you have the curse of the demonstrator, and there really is that case where you like could have tried and practiced with that product. You could have demonstrated it a million times over. You could know the ins and outs of it, and the speeds and feeds, and exactly everything that goes up. But that one time, that one critical pitch, that time when you're stood up in front of everybody and everything goes wrong. We've said the batteries aren't in the remote. The thing doesn't turn on whatever it might be, uh, it is, it's brutal. It's cruel to put yourself through that. I know someone that was uh, walking in central London to do a demonstration. Yeah. And got robbed. <gasps> no. <laughs> robbed? Like a, like a, a small size box and it was more of a camera style product. Not like, it's more like a, a consumer style camera than a actual yeah. like PTZ. But yeah, got got robbed on the way to the demonstration, and then no. that turns out like a the dog get my homework kind yeah. of. Thing. <laughs> so no, I did have a box, yeah, but I no uh, longer have a box. Yeah, and then you're like, is that an urban legend? Did they really get robbed? <laughs> That's what they've gone with um, as the excuse as to why the demonstration didn't go very well. Well, it didn't go at all because the dog get my homework. Oh, I mean, at that point, you you you're getting out spec sheets and presentations on on your laptop and you know you're really scrambling uh, that's brutal to, to not even have the product there not a uh, right like when you think you've got it it's not one thing turning up and it's not been shipped or it arrives the yeah. day after you've been there or any of that sort of stuff but when you've been carrying it in your hands and then <laughs> whistling down the streets of london like yes today's gonna be a great day and then <laughs> complete yoinkage oh I no i couldn't even imagine it that is is brutal. That is absolutely brutal. The, the demos, like, like I said, it's where you turn up and I've had kit shipped to site and I've gone, right, I've got it at home. Do I need to bring it myself? No, no, we'll get you a brand new one shipped to site to demo. Brilliant, no worries. Get down there, go, right, this is going to be perfect. I know how it works. Got down there and they've gone, yeah, we tried to plug it all in, but there's no plugs with the equipment. And you go, what? Oh, the plugs. Um... What? Yeah, yeah, they sent the European plugs with them. Oh, no. Oh, no, what do you mean they said the European plugs? There's not a single one. Nope. Oh, and by the way, there's just one plug socket and you've got eight things to plug in. You go, okay. Oh, so this you, haven't even, you haven't even got map plane anymore. <laughs> yeah, so, so, you, you can't go around going map plane, you know, CPC, Amazon same day delivery now. You know, what, what can I get? And I have done a demonstration with displays, video and audio conferencing with two power supplies. And I've had to switch the IEC cable from the products to show the products individually working oh, at once. Oh, so I could wow. never show the whole thing together, but I showed the individual products. And it works. Nobody had any problems. They went, right, that independently looked good. Will it work together? Of course it will. But how do you know? Because I've got it at home. I can show you when I get home. If you want. <laughs> you know, I've only took a five-hour drive down to show you something. That <laughs> yeah. If, if, you've driven, if you've driven the length of the country to do a demonstration, you've got to do something. You've got to show them something or come away with some kind of conversation. I think that that's, you know, that's definitely a part of it. Um, 
and we've talked about things that have ultimately ended up in a really good thing but i know i'm sure i've had some absolute shockers like the worst demonstrations that could possibly have, have taken place when we were given a um uh, a brand new concept project uh, product one time and uh, working for a manufacturer and uh the team had loaded it into the back of a van and um they'd made sure they told us it's all secure it's all in there absolutely fine we're driving down the road going around a roundabout and then all of a sudden you hear a massive crash and genuinely your heart is you know it's in your mouth and you're thinking i can't stop i'm on a roundabout i've got to move i've got to keep driving down the road and these images popping in your head of what is in the back of this van what am i going to discover and I wasn't too far away from, from where we were going. So we, we get there and you open the back of the van and you see that there's this jigsaw puzzle of a product where it's all in different pieces and thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Not only can I not go and do the demonstration, somehow I've got to go and explain to the product management team exactly what has happened and blame them as well for it being wrong. <laughs> no way, I realize the wrong couriers for that. Yeah. You put you didn't strap it in the back properly, <laughs> yeah. oh. but there's no way that that could that could take place. And it, like I said, you just you think in dread, pure and utter dread. Has anybody else gone through anything that's that's uh, that's that bad, like a, a real bad horror story on the demo? I mean, it's not necessarily like a, a, the product horror; it's the misinformation of a demo horror. Yeah. Yeah. where you're told the, the opportunities for X and you get there and it's for one and you think oh, I've yeah. driven four hours for one £700 product when you're told it's a thousand <laughs> units. Like, yes. um, so I've, I've done that before, four-hour journey for a one-unit sale. And then that's my oh. fault for not pre, you know, qualifying it correctly. The big question here is, did you get the sale? Of course I did. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Mark. Don't be Cost more in fuel, but got it. <laughs> and then the other one is when you turn up and someone's address, you know, that they're a they're a limited company and it's someone's house. Ooh. And you yeah. turn up and you're like, here's my 49 inch display, or here's my, you know, five thousand liters. Set it up in the lounge. Yeah, and I'll just avoid yeah, the, the 30 cats. <laughs> And there you are, you're getting sniffed by the family dog and drinking out of family <laughs> mugs. You're like, I just want to be anywhere rather than here. Um, but you just got to crack on with it. I mean, it, it's not the worst demo in the world. You know, you're not sat in front of, you know, 12 stakeholders, but it is an uncomfortable place to yeah. be when you're in someone's home. Um, that, is, yeah. that is tough. Yeah, I, it brutal. Like... You, like you say, it's that intimacy. You're in someone else's home environment. And so it's one thing that you're in their office and talking that through, but that tough, like if you're trying to go through that professional conversation, but I'm sure you just, you style it out, don't you? You, you you're like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make the best of this. I'm going to absolutely yeah. do what I possibly can. And then you but, just make it personable, you know, like you, you do it all on a relationship level and you take the product out of it and you're kind of really selling yourself really to be like, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of honoured to be in your house, you know, thanks <laughs> for that here's my stuff <laughs> yeah uh, I think one thing that I've certainly seen more over the last couple of years is I agree with you completely like that demonstrations really help us to understand the products better um, but I think it's also shown where we need a demonstration where we don't need a demonstration yeah so I think that there are certain occasions where 
historically we'd have probably said oh yeah come and do a demo for me drive those four hours for that one projector or come into the end of the other end of the country and let's have a conversation and i think now we've experienced where we've not been able to do that we've changed a way of working or we've seen a different way of working that actually has probably made us value the time that we spend a little bit more and so some of them just aren't needed we've been able to do away with those ones where actually i know what the product is i know what the product does um and i don't need to see a demonstration of that particular product i don't need to 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 spend my time doing it um i can have that video call or conversation in a in a shorter time frame or i can see something working enough to understand it on a video uh call um but uh without somebody having to drive all of that way i think it's really sort of it's been a positive in in some ways where we can do away with the needless sort of travel element of it or or the needless requirement to, you know, let's say take one projector somewhere. Yeah. And I think the whole try before you buy experience has kind of helped with the demo aspect mm. as well. There are a lot of brands out there, big brands that are doing a try before you buy or sale or return kind of initiative to kind of take away that ability of you know having to send someone to site. Like, it might not generate enough profit to warrant someone away for the whole day on a four hour trip where they could actually be making more effective use of their time and letting the customer play with it how they want to play with it. They know yeah. what they want to do with it. Why not just let them try it yep. on their own? And, and you probably tend to get more honest feedback when you do that and you follow that lead up. Um, I, I think there is always going to pay, be a, a place for face to face. But yes. I think we need to start with, especially with the green messaging that's going on and the eco messaging, try before you buys are, I think, are probably going to increase. Yeah, I, I hope so. Well, the last couple of years have been a sort of a bit of a reset for everything, haven't they? Not just in demos, but across the industry. But we have seen everything sort of slightly different to what it used to be. There were guys who would literally do nothing else but jump in their car and drive around all day and do two or three um, sort of type of a projector opportunities and stuff and that just isn't a thing anymore as you said we sort of reset the expectations we revalue how everything works now but it's really interesting because this all sort of builds into how the av industry is changing a little bit and we don't quite know where it's going but it seems to be largely positive if we can pick up on sort of with some of the more green elements where if we're honest a couple of years ago people were just sort of paying um they were saying they were doing things but not really that interested in it where genuinely now it does feel like they're maybe thinking about adopting this as a good reason it makes sense to be a bit more ecological about how they sort of do things you know schools yeah. are coming out with briefs and tenders that are actually specifying that they need to be sort of replaceable that we shouldn't just be throwing you know replacing your projector every year that maybe laser makes sense over bulbs potentially because it's got an awful lot less to waste just the little things like that do seem to be moving forward we're building everything into what we've been doing yeah. Um, for the last couple of years. Yeah, and we saw that with the um, the energy rating labels last year that came into effect and all the A triple pluses are now F and Gs. Yeah. And then happen to try and explain to someone where, you know, before you get to the element of booking your demo with them, they want to kind of understand straight away, is it going to be an energy efficient product? And, you know, you've yeah. still got manufacturers out there working off old energy labels and stock from last year. 
And then you've got other brands that have adopted it really quickly and stock in the channel is obviously with the new energy rating labels and having to explain that to someone on the phone, like, well, I don't want to see yours because it's an F rating. And you're like, well, <laughs> it is, but last year it was a triple A and, you know, and they're like, yeah, well, someone else I'm seeing is triple A. And I'm like, triple A doesn't really exist anymore. <laughs> and, you, know, you have to try and explain everything backwards. And yeah, but, you know, it is becoming more of a topic and, then you start to worry in the future will the demos die down when people are more conscious about the, you know the energy impacts and the footprint of that yep. demonstrator I'm, I'm an early adopter of the electric car so uh i've, I've been I've, I've managed again to, yeah humble brag here we go but the, <laughs> I, I know i've got an electric vehicle so driving around you do you know um it, although i've got uh, a limited range you get that range fear in it but uh yeah <laughs> anywhere counties demo. Yeah, anywhere in the home counties <laughs> I'll, I'll be there don't you worry if it's further afield it's going to take me two or three hours extra because i've got to charge it but the, you know <laughs> i think that'll be become more part of it and, and we'll see more company vehicles as people sort of uh you know drop, jump in their cars and drive around you know i know you know we've got um uh people that, that have interacted with us from all over the world uh, as part of the episode one um that we put out and um i know that the the difference between sort of in the uk we talk about driving four hours or even nine hours like from from the south of, to to the uh up into scotland or or around and we can get everywhere realistically uh within a day's car drive yeah. um but some of of colleagues around the world they're, they're flying to meetings they're having to take products in flight cases all over the world and and i guess um it's probably allowed them to reevaluate and change the way that they're having to do things if they haven't got to fly from state to state in this in uh, or in in america or um across you know different um countries in in europe to to showcase a product and they've got the ability to at least have a initial conversation or showcase that product via via video collaboration it will enhance their overall green message by being able to um, you know, at least have that first pass and then you can get into the further conversations where they need to see it in situ or like you say, try before you buy where they can send them the product after a discussion. Um, because we know that it's always difficult if you just send a product and go, right, they go plug it in. It's like, uh, yeah. how do I make this work? So that initial conversation to talk it through means that um, they can get a bit more qualification and then they can lean into, you know, potentially going out and showing them it working if it's really valid and needs to be. And it improves that qualification process um, whilst improving sort of the environmental impact, I guess, on, on what the, the, the traveling would be. So I don't think we can talk about all of this without talking about the the survival kit that most demonstrators have in their car, especially if they're traveling about or certainly in the, the old school demo world of um, there's some real essentials of things that I've got in their car. What was in your uh, survival kit, Hayley? You must have had uh, a few bits and pieces in there. I mean, you learn it over the years of stuff that you need to kind of add to the collection of bootstock, you know, the just in case. Um, <laughs> so standard is always more than one hdmi cable oh yes and then someone will say oh is that gold tipped and I'm like no well we use gold tipped hdmi I'm like okay i'll have one of each you know every single adapter under the sun like mark yes. said getting shipped out european products and plugging it in in the uk adapters are essential yes extension blocks you can never have enough extension plugs. 100%. Like, 
I know I'm like the dream when you want to go on holiday to like the caravan you take your kids to Haven and they're like you've got the Xbox you've got everything because I've always got like two power adapters in the back of the car <laughs> <laughs> always a screwdriver I mean Definitely. You, only, you only need to do that once to know that you need the screwdriver both types you know yep. um and the one that I always needed and always had was the black blanket. Yes. You know, you're getting put in a hotel by someone or another and you've got to stay there <laughs> overnight and you think, I can't lug a 65 or a 55-inch telly out of the car into yep. the Premier Inn, you know, or all other hotel brands are available. <laughs> but, you know, I, then I need to try and hide that in the car. Uh, so, yeah, the black blanket. Um, mm-hmm. Just and add then, a bottle of water to that, and that's the perfect boot kit as well, by the way. That was I know, I know. But if anyone was to look at that, you know, like gaffer tape, and then you've got a few um, straps, you know, like to make sure that it's um, strapped Magic into kit. the back, not moving around. <laughs> it's like a serial killer's showcase in the back of my boot. <laughs> you don't want to get pulled over because they're like, what are you off to? A demonstration or something untowards? Like yeah. people worrying about you. Yeah, it's when you've left the TV there and then you get pulled over and you've got all that in the boot, but no TV. (laughs) It's strange, though, because you're going through all that and even though we've been home working, remote working, I still have that under my desk and I still have 10 different HDMI cables. I don't know why, because I don't need them, but I've got the network cables, USB cables, adapters. And even when I travel, even now I'm going down for a, a meeting, I don't even need to demo anything. I still take the bag with me. Yeah, I still take the bag because I go. I thought it was just me. Yeah. I thought I was a hoarder. Yeah. I've got a box of cables in my house. <laughs> no, obviously no one can see, but I've got the full bank of it all here. <laughs> it's, it's like the back of your boot is a giant collection of a mandrel. You know, like, it's got everything. You're like, oh, here's a Nokia thirty three ten from two thousand and four. You know, oh, like yes. you found that for some demo that you needed it for. It My is. pens are always key. A Sharpie, I've always got a Sharpie because you're guaranteed you're going to have to send something back and write an address label on it. Yeah. Product catalogs. I mean, how much that must weigh down my car by having a box of catalogs in the back? Like, yeah. Yeah, you've got to worry about this stuff. The the the, the amount of extra fuel that you're burning off <laughs> by the three ton of <laughs> survival <Yeah>. kit. <laughs> you've got that's before you put the screen in there, uh, yeah, or or the projector or whatever it is that you're lugging around. Yeah, I, I think for like HMRC, there's kind of like a condition that if you're taking an extra passenger in your car, you can claim extra mileage allowance for it. Yeah. That should be the same if I'm lugging around something that weighs 50 kilos, 50 kilos every day, plus a box of catalogs. Uh, uh, definitely. I don't know where the box is that you tick that on your tax return, but it should definitely be there. Like <laughs> yeah. you've got to, you've got to make sure that that's the, uh, that's the, uh, that's the case. Um, you've got all of that though, but at the end of it, we all get there and go, we've got all the power adapters. We've got everything. We've got our water. We've got our screwdrivers, but the main unit doesn't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're completely done then, aren't you? You never yes. carry a backup TV in your car, do you? No. You can only be prepared as best as you can and then just hope that the product does what it's supposed to do. You've done what you're supposed to do. The product needs to do it as well. And that's the main thing. It's, it's just, you, you just can't guess it. And every day is going to be different. And it's just the complete, it's like finger in the sky. Is it going to work today? Is it not going to work today? Has something aligned in the stars that this is going to be the perfect demo? Or have I just turned up to Bob's house in the middle of Dorset and no one knows where I am because there's no phone reception? <laughs> mm. 
I, we've had an awful lot of fun today. I really, uh, Haley, thank you so much. Before we finish, uh, I'm going to hand over to Mr. Sharp. Uh, have you got something for us to uh, to finish today's episode? Uh, so, <laughs> for the second week in um, in a row, my quiz section doesn't feature a quiz. So this is sort of um, <laughs> this is all getting very messy, you know. Okay, this is, this is a quiz, but without that, the question mark. Before you go for that, and in the in the position of getting the puns out there have we shined a light on demos for you mr sharp i, I oh. said i said this wouldn't be the last lighting demo you've both been very really good actually that's that's only two so far i didn't want to brighten up the room oh, hey. dear. awful awful anyway right. that your quiz that's not a quiz mr sharp what we yeah, well, that very much sets the tone right so <laughs> what we're going to do instead we are going to have a look at a couple of examples of demonstration i'll be honest i've been quite liberal with the use of the word demonstration here it's tenuous at best um, but you know what kind of get used to this because this is what how it's always going to be um but so the first one i thought would we'd look at something sort of quite positive which was the maybe the world's best demo job um so at the moment you can genuinely go and fact check this this is absolutely true it's a real job that exists and is um silent night the pillow company are paying people 300 pound per i don't know how you would describe this 300 pound per testing session if you will test pillows for them yeah 300 pound per sleep that's what we'll say it's not true but that's what we'll say 300 pound to test out pillows and mattresses so what they do is uh, and i i love this phrase i love this yeah they give everybody you're gonna like this Haley, a snuggle bundle um, oh yes, I love that know, word. I like a snuggle. Oh, who doesn't love a snuggle? Who doesn't bundle? love a snuggle? But snu- a snuggle bundle, so that implies more than one snuggle, multiple snuggles at once, right? So, so uh, uh, Silent Night send people a bespoke snuggle bundle worth six hundred pounds, and they'll pay you three hundred pounds. Um, and, and this is true, by the way. This is for snuggle enthusiasts to take on a once in a lifetime opportunity to sleep on the job, which is kind of lovely. What is a, a snuggle enthusiast? Is that not all of us? I mean, genuinely, what a job. No, Demonstration. What I think this is, Kyle, is that you're just a medio- mediocre sort of snuggle enthusiast. You're not like a hardcore snuggle. So there's like a level of snuggleness that people are really into. You're not quite... I'm like we're casual snugglers. C. Yeah, a casual snuggler. This is hardcore. Uh, the what a job. I don't think yeah, anybody else... Anybody... Um, I was just going to say, Hayley, as a special sort of guest thing, I've done a little, little um, point 1A for you. Okay. In addition to doing this, um, you can also get paid to test Prosecco. So there is a company also listed at the same article because I'm very lazy. Um, there is a company that uh, will pay you £300 a month to test their Prosecco for them. Yeah, I know them well. <laughs> can we make these links available to all our users yeah i think we should definitely be sharing the well i don't know we should keep them to ourselves actually we're, we're like a sideline business in snuggle friends and prosecco drinking I'm sounds amazing i'm gonna need to have a snuggle bundle if i've had 20 glasses of prosecco <laughs> exactly it all works hand. together how different do they taste after the first one is it the same company that's sharing the the you know the same bottle of the prosecco because that becomes less testing or demonstrating and just more binge drinking i think it's more it, it's moved away. yeah it's moving away from an actual demonstration unless they're sort of different flavors or which to my mind i, I can't see that being too many variations on prosecco so a quality job I mean, yeah. if you put enough 
different liquors in your Prosecco. There's a lots of different flavours of Prosecco. I've lived I've lived a sheltered life, obviously. <laughs> um, okay, is... so Andy, what is your last demonstration job? So last demonstration job but this is a bit of a sort of a weird nebulous one okay uh, and i said tenuous at the beginning this is the most tenuous of 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 all of them um but i'm going to read this okay so soda stream did an april fool's prank which was out of this world um so soda stream of course for for all of our younger listeners um <laughs> is where you would do home demonstrations because you would teach people in your family how to make coca-cola i guess i, I did say it was tenuous, tenuous at best. so um <laughs> Uh, the SodaStream partnered with American astronaut Scott Kelly to release a commercial of a fake product that turns your bodily gas into fizzy water. So, and we, we will we will tweet tweet this video as well because it's a fabulous fabulous trailer. But essentially, what it is is the guy up in space saying, "If you drink SodaStream, it comes out as bubbles." Um, wow. <laughs> What a demonstration! That. <laughs> that is that is a demonstration and a half. You, you really could argue is. that is a demonstration of the human spirit. Uh, that is a demonstration that's out of this world. Hey. Yeah, there you go. Hey. <laughs> Brilliant! Thank you so much, Andy. Um, huge thank you to everybody that's been interacting with us so far. Please keep the interactions coming. Um, on behalf of uh, Andy and Mark uh, and myself, thank you so much, Haley. We've really enjoyed having you on with us today. Please come back again. Um, hope you've enjoyed yourself as well. Oh, it's been um, great. If anything, it's proven to me that I probably wouldn't be able to go on QVC as a host. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we all know where some gaffer tape is, some cable ties. Yeah. <laughs> we all know exactly. If we needed them. in a bind. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, next week, uh, we will be joined by the wonderful uh, Greg Mack, uh, who will be talking to us about what is audio visual. Um, Please keep interacting with us, like, share, retweet, find us on all of the social medias. Um, we're here to speak to you. Thank you so much for your support so far, and we'll speak to you all again. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Subscribe now to the new AV World UK podcast.